So I hope you don't mind if we get a little deep here and ask, what is your soul mission? Whoa, that's such a heavy question, right? I mean, what's a bigger question than what's your soul mission? Well, we're going to explore that a bit here and see if we don't find some clues along the way. I think a key to our soul mission relates to our birth. When, where, and to whom all matter. My birth was a bit odd, as my American parents were overseas in Taiwan while my dad finished his schooling. So, I was officially made in Taiwan. <laughs> it was always a joke that people would say as soon as they heard I was born there, so... Now I use that joke when I tell the story. Among all the newborns kicking their feet in the hospital's baby room, I was easily spotted among my Taiwanese birthmates. But even though I left Asia soon with my parents, Asia never really left me. Eastern insights always drew me in as I sought to find ways to balance my body, mind, and soul. And that is the three that is the magic number, isn't it? The body, mind, and soul. Ideally, they're in balance, supporting each other. Of course, the body usually gets the most attention, followed by the mind, and then, if ever, the soul. And I know some may already be scoffing, saying science hasn't proven the existence of a soul. But if we waited for science to prove things before we could experience them, we'd miss out on the essence of life itself. Eckhart Tolle said, we often speak from the vantage point of the soul without realizing it. And this is pretty cool. He uh, says, or he points out, how many times do we say my body aches or my mind is exhausted? Well, who is the observer that claims ownership over both the body and mind? The soul. The soul is the witness taking in our experiences, always observing. And in quiet times, if we listen, offering great insight. The soul is also our closest aspect to our source, divine creator, God. That means to get in touch with our souls allows us to be more in touch with God. Of course, society doesn't really reward us for getting in touch with our soul. Rarely is that a job requirement or graded in school. But there's a benefit to this isolation. For the soul is the least polluted by society, worldly expectations, and conditioning. What we're told is normal. The soul is the knower. Our minds glimpse in moments of intuition epiphany, and foresight. It's connected to all and therefore compassionate to all. Your soul is unique yet united with others. 
Growing up in America's heartland, it's no surprise I'm a Christian. But not in the superficial sense. I'm just going to be straight up about it. I truly believe our divine source chose a moment in history to incarnate through a woman of amazing grace. The Son of God would lead the world to a higher level of consciousness, embracing forgiveness, love for all, even our enemies, and a clear path to salvation. I believe this Messiah of the soul is still very active in the world today, especially with those who take the leap of faith to be closer to him. I also believe the original Christian faith is more encompassing and accepting than some realize. For instance, God guided Magi from the East to the birthplace of his son. These Eastern mystics not only knew to follow the sign in the heavens, but were entrusted to bring gifts to this king of kings. The mystics were even warned in a dream that this new king was in danger and not to reveal his whereabouts to the current leader of the day. The big mistake many made around the year zero was expecting Jesus to be an earthly savior instead of a soul savior. Many wanted him on an earthly throne, taming Rome, not elevated at the right hand of God in the spiritual world. Jesus even predicted many would misuse his name for worldly gain. By the way, never let your faith be decided by those who have misused his name. Also, in Jesus' own words, he welcomed all good souls, saying he will welcome many into his kingdom who never heard of him, because whenever they helped the less fortunate, they helped him. I believe in the win-win philosophy. Society teaches us to divide more than to unite. To have a winner, we must have a loser. This is totally wrong and causes many people to shy away from other traditions or foreign philosophies, but to their loss. After all, we're all riding the same spherical spaceship who really is foreign. And I think that's where my soul mission comes into play. Born in the East, Eastern practices never seemed foreign to me. I'd more wonder why everyone wasn't taught some of the more basic stuff in school, like how to stretch the body and breathe properly for optimum health which allows us to be greater spiritual warriors. Basic meditation and breath work aren't religions. They're exercises to calm and clear the mind and body to be more receptive to the spirit. Just like folding our hands in prayer has been done by many religions over many thousands of years, What matters is who we pray to. If we look at things how they are and not how others say they should be, traditions like Buddhism and Christianity can coexist quite well. Just ask Phil Jackson, 
He describes himself as a Zen Christian. Phil, um, just a very successful coach, went on to win six championships with the Chicago Bulls and five with the Lakers. He's the only coach to win multiple titles for two teams. Get it? Two teams, Buddhism and Christianity. I believe we can benefit from the healthy practices of the East and the brilliant fear-conquering faith of the West, a true win-win. So back to the original question of this story, this podcast. How do you find your soul mission? You know, what are some possible ways? Well, the first thing I believe is the map is within. And the first signpost on the journey says, just chill. <laughs> That's right. It's like from Psalms 4610. Be still and know that I am God. When the loud ego voice calms down, we can better hear the quiet voice of the soul. I recently read a tag off a yogi tea bag declaring, breath is the voice of the soul. So maybe that's a cool place to start, to find a quiet moment and just listen to your breath. It's not only good for you, reducing stress, but helps quiet the ego's demanding voice. This allows you to more clearly hear your intuition, your deeper perceptions, your soul. Also, notice what you do in quiet moments alone, like on a lazy Sunday afternoon. What brings light to your heart? How can that be of service to others? For me personally, like many others on the medium.com platform, it's writing. So I know part of my mission is to write for the benefit of others. To believe we each have a soul mission is not radical. The Hindus and Buddhists both speak of souls given tasks or challenges to overcome in this life, as well as gifts to share with others. The Christian tradition speaks to how we should use the talents God gives us, share our unique spiritual gifts, love and serve our creator and others. In Judaism, Proverbs tells us, a man's gift makes room for him. I admit, I still have a long way to go on my soul journey, but I've found two of the biggest questions to take you closer. What are your gifts? How can they empower others in a way that serves God? Discovering the answers for yourself can take you down the bright path to your soul mission. And I truly believe that when someone does get onto their soul mission, that's when you find yourself more in the zone, more able to get in the flow, um, just things start to click, synchronicities start occurring, serendipities. And I wish you a happy, enlightening soul journey full of inspiration and wonder.